Welcome back to another episode of Babbling with Brandy. Today's episode is A Race to the Finish. Let's babble. On today's episode of Babylon with Brandy, it's Chicago's sixth war alderman candidate, Tavares Briggs. Tavares is a Chicago native raised on the west side of Chicago and is excited to get programs underway that will better Chicago's sixth war by focusing on the education of the youth and safety of the seniors. He has goals of bringing more small businesses to the neighborhood by quite literally cleaning up the ward. It was an absolute pleasure getting insight of the proposed plans from the Alderman Hopeful. Take a listen to us babble as I take on my very first political conversation as a podcaster. It was so exciting. We have six ward Alderman candidate Tavares Briggs in the building. Thank you so much for coming and uh, talking to me today. It's a pleasure to be here. I am a Sixth Ward resident, so uh, I was very excited when I heard that you were running. Y'all, don't don't pay no attention to me, y'all. We gonna get it together. And I want to... I have some questions from my listeners, some of my listeners that's from the Sixth Ward, and a few for myself as well. Okay? No icebreakers today. I'm with it, man. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been a process. So, at this point, like I said, we are um, two weeks and five days away. So, you know, right now is the time to answer the tough questions. Um, I think it's a tough choice, and I think uh, this is something that the community needs to get right. Okay. I like that. So the first thing I want to ask you is, has politics always been a dream of yours? Like, did this did this run in your family? Like, how how did we get here? Um, it's it's funny. No, politics wasn't always a dream of mine. Um, I don't to this day. I still don't consider myself, you know, a politician. Okay. Uh, per se, you know. Um. I do, I've learned, you know, um, different elements of politics. Uh, my grandfather was involved in politics. He was a businessman. So, you know, I think, you know, he had de dealings with, you know, different elected officials and uh, he's worked different campaigns and different elements. Uh, and as far as me, um, my story begins just rooted in serving. Uh, my mentor, uh, which was like a second father to me, he's a gentleman by the name of Hats Adams. Um, he kind of exposed me to social work and working with community organizations. Um, I started an in internship at Rush uh, Medical Center mm -hmm. and I worked with him and he would, when he would go meet with different people in the community, whether it was Congressman Davis or Ernie Jenkins from WACA, or he went on all these different meetings, mm -hmm. uh, he would take me with him. Okay. So I kind of got an understanding of how important, you know, uh, community entities was and I started beginning to understand the connection between, you know, the community and lobbyists and right. elected officials. So I started um, understanding that different, uh, understanding that early on and then understanding how 
it impacted, you know, just your average person in the community. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, professionally, of course, you know, I, I, I work in the schools. Yeah. So, so you see a lot. Absolutely. And so it's like you obviously want to make a change. You you and your wife both work absolutely. In, in the school you know, system. Absolutely. So you see a lot every day. Uh, I do have an, um, another question. Like with this being... Your first campaign. How are you juggling everything? Husband, father, educator, like you said. It's um so one of the you know, one of the tough hard questions you ask yourself in the beginning, you know, when you think about going down this road is, you know, is this something you wanna do? Because it will be difficult. And I think uh when you wanna make an impact for people, um, you have to leave your comfort zone. You know, it's it has to be less about you so when you have you know the stress or the headaches or different elements you have to be reminded of your reason and purpose behind it so it's been tough man let me tell you something i I looked at this journey when i decided to take it as a win-win experience because of what comes along with it and it has been you know it's been something i've learned a lot from um you know they say pressure you know busts a pipe but at the same time you know, pressure also, you know, creates a diamond. Mm-hmm. So it's been a juggle. You know, um, I've basically taken not not an official leave, but I've been using my time to be away from my professional job. But, you know, when this campaign started uh, late summer, you know, I continue to work and you just, you know, try to find a way. So it's, it's not the easiest thing. I've talked to other elected officials and different candidates and try to get an understanding of how they was able to uh, balance it. Some have had the opportunity to just campaign for a time. I've talked to other elected officials who said, nope, I had to work the whole time. And, you know, so I don't feel a certain way. It's just something that, you know, you have to walk. I take try to take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it hasn't been easy because um, I said this at my last, one of my forums, not my last one, but, you know, when the lights go away and the questions go away, at the end of the day, uh, I'm still a father. I'm still a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, um, even in my job, you know, if I've been gone three or four days, you know, my students, I come back, they like, Mr. Briggs, where you been? Where you been? You know, it's, and, 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 and I get it, but um, it's, 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 it's been a, a balance. It's been a juggle, but uh, it's been worth it. Okay. I, I can I can certainly appreciate that, but I definitely have been thinking, like, I just wonder how he has been maintaining and managing all of that. So I want to make sure I ask that. You know, they say God don't put more on you than you can handle. Uh-huh. Um and to be quite honest, and, and it's not really a question that you have asked, but I put prayer, you know, I put, you know, just my faith in front of it. You know, mm-hmm. I pray for, I pray that if this is something I shouldn't be doing, that God send me the signs to say, no, nah, this ain't your time to be doing this. You know, I pray that, you know, I, I just put prayer in front of it. So, mm-hmm. so far, so good. You know, um, I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me. Um, but you have, you have to step outside of your comfort zone. You have to step outside. You have to be bold. You have to be courageous, and you look at people that came before you. Uh, you can't. You got to block out certain things. Um, and I put prayer, I put my faith, I, I ask for discernment, mm-hmm. and that's what I put in front of this process. And it, it's from the feedback I've gotten from the community. You know, it, it's been you know amazing so far. Good. I'm glad to hear that. My next question. This is actually um, well, like I said, I explain to the listeners what an alderman is, right? And how uh, the seat originated prior to you getting here. Right. I didn't want you to get into all that. 
But what I do want to clear up is the seats held for aldermen. Mm -hmm. Are they... This isn't a Democratic or Republican type race that you're in right now. Technically not. You know, um, technically um, the position of an older person um, is a nonpartisan position, um, meaning it is, you know, um, not Democratic, not Republican. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure um, the office of the mayor, you know, is a nonpartisan position as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to um, issues, um, that's where the, the tug becomes, whether it's, you know, moderate, progressive, mm -hmm. Democrat, Republican, and whatnot. So, but uh, no, it's, it's a nonpartisan position. Okay, I'm glad. I, I wanted to make sure to clear that up for, for everyone who's been asking that um, question. So, now, what's the perimeter of the Sixth Ward? The perimeter in regards to the demographics. So yeah. the sixth ward on the south end, uh, the first, the furthest south it goes, um, is to 95th Street, which is new um, through the new remap. Okay. Uh, and that goes from basically King Drive to the Expressway, which is the Dan Ryan Expressway. Mm -hmm. um, coming down to 87th Street, it extends from 87th Street goes from basically Cottage Grove uh, to the to the Expressway. Um, but on the north end of the war, it goes down uh, basically to like 65th, 66th, 65th, 66th, 67th Street in some parts. The further east it goes is to Cottage Grove, and the further west it goes is to Halstead. Okay. And that, that's in like the 70s. Um, it used to extend um, much further west, mm. um, all the way down to actually like Bishop and okay. some of the streets. Um, but th throughout the new remap. So that's, you know, it. For the most part, that's the parameters. That's the boundaries of the Sixth Ward right now. So uh, it encompasses a number of communities within that. Okay. Okay. What's the... Now, these are questions from the audience. Mm -hmm. What are the biggest challenges facing the Sixth Ward? And what would you say you have as a, as a solution? Absolutely. So let me say this. Um... I would say, depending upon who you talk to, like I said, uh, to answer your question just about the the parameters and the, you know the, mm -hmm. what what this. So if if I if I'm able to identify specific neighborhoods um, on the on the south end, that community right south of 95th Street, that's mm -hmm. like what's considered what's called Chesterfield, um, a historic you know uh, middle class working class community. Chesterfield, uh, you have Chesterfield, West Chesterfield. Uh, coming uh, just north of that, and then you have what's Chatham, uh, which is basically where I live, and then just north of Chatham, you have Park Manor, Grand Crossing. Uh, west of that, uh, you have uh, a, a slight part of West Chatham, a small part of Auburn Gresham, and you have um, Inglewood that's a part of that. Uh, and the reason I ask, the reason I mention that is because um, the difference in neighborhoods, it's an array of, you know, depending upon where you live, mm -hmm. uh, people see the challenges, you know, uh, a little bit differently. You know, um, if you live by, say, 87th Street and, and the Dan Ryan Expressway, which is right adjacent to that, you have a Jewel, you have a, a, a Lowe's, you know, you have those different things. They feel a little different maybe on the Inglewood side, you know, if you if you can kind of get where my point is. Mm -hmm. But the, the issue that I think that... Um, relates to all communities that I described is uh, what I've been hearing is public safety and crime. You know, public safety and crime is something as a father 
Um, I have a 12 year old daughter that, you know, mm -hmm. I live in the war with. Crime, crime has been like the number one issue um, throughout the war. So that's been one of the number one things because that's a quality of life issue. Right. You know, crime is something that uh, people, it, it impacts whether you can go to the store, you know, what time you can get gas, you know. Uh, so crime has been the number one issue, I think, that I've heard from residents of the six wars throughout the entire war. So okay. crime. crime. Uh, and then to answer your second part of your question, uh, my solutions for that, which is always, a, you know, it's a loaded answer to that. You right. know, we always get asked that. But I do think, I do think, um, you know, one of the first steps is acknowledgement. Uh, but I think it's a short term, you know, vision for crime and public safety. And there's a long term uh, vision for crime and safety. My personal philosophy, and I tell people this when I'm out canvassing and knocking on doors, I say, you know, we have to sow better seeds um, if we want to reap better harvest. You know, okay. if, we, if we want to see something different on 95th, 87th, 83rd, 69th, 79th, 71st Street, mm -hmm. then we have to look at, we don't like what's happening outside. We have to look at what's happening in the incubation period. Okay. And what I'm referring to is uh, we have young people and we have to kind of look at what we're doing with them. Uh, a lot of crimes is being committed, whether it's carjackings, whether it's shootings, whether it's killings. These is happening with young people. Um, uh, city data and statistics says the average age of a shooter in this city is 15 years old. Mm. And um, for the last 14 years, I've been working with young people. You right. know, I think, you know, I've been, I kind of get an understanding of, you know, um, what's happening with these families. And it's, I don't think it's a, a trick question. It's we have to invest more. You know, we have it's to, we have, we have to, and this is directly related. Let's not lose sight. This is directly related to public safety, but this is more on the long term. You know, we have these meetings and these young people aren't even there. They're not even involved in the process. They don't even get a seat at the table. Um, but we have to invest more. You know, right now at the state level, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the state of Illinois uh, spends about $40,000 uh, per year to house an inmate. Mm. But right now, uh, the city of Chicago, we invest about uh, $15,000 a year to educate a student. Mm. That should not be. Uh, we have to have um, common sense entities and resources for our young people. Um, I continuously, I tell people... Um, Education inequality, I think, uh, is like the civil rights issue of our time. Okay. You know, uh, we have to get people, you know, let me, let me, and, and I'm glad that's why I'm here to kind of expound upon that. You know, working in education, um, I've taught uh, social-emotional learning. Um, what do you mean when I say investment? We have to invest in social-emotional learning that's relatable to our young people. Okay. We, have, we, we have to have, we have to put things in front of them that they understand. That's what's going to be impactful. You know, we, we spend thousands and thousands of dollars in education. We give our money to companies that create things that's not impactful with our young people. You know, it's just like that school, that textbook you had. You know, we had textbooks that was written by people that don't understand our people. So we mm -hmm. have to invest in curriculums that are relatable and impactful with our young people. Uh, that's what I mean, investment. We have to have things in place. For example, another, another, um, another plan, this is in the short term. Um, I would love to see the expansion of um, our safe passage program. Okay. You know, I don't think just an hour after school is enough to have that. You know, we, we have a system in place, but I think that ex expansion of it can have a, a great impact, you know, in our community from a public safety impact. What do you mean? The same people, the same route. 
Let's invest in having them outside more. That's how that's how that same that same program out in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have to have people that are present in our community. When, when residents come home and they go in their houses and close their doors, that just gives space for crime to run rampant. You know, so we have to invest in common sense things. So, a we have to invest in our young people. We have to invest in our young people. Uh, we have to give our young people. Um, different tools and things. Um, I serve on a local school council um, at Ruggles Elementary, which is mm-hmm. right in Chatham. And uh, I was a part of that school becoming what's considered uh, a STEAM school now, where we're teaching our young people science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And uh, it was a very proud moment. You know, that uh, came, that STEAM distinction came with a $3 million grant. And uh, we celebrated at Ruggles. You know, it was a big uh, to do. Mm-hmm. But it, it also gave me a perspective. I had to look around and I said, well, the schools right down the street, they don't have that. Their young people deserve the same thing. Their young people deserve to be taught engineering. They should have access to, you know, robotics and different things. So why don't all of our young people have um, those elements? Why don't all of our young people have, you know, um, access to psychologists, psychiatrists, mm-hmm. you know, therapists? Uh, social workers, you know, uh, Chicago Public Schools just had well, they they fought during their last um, contract renewal to have uh, one social worker per school because we have social workers that were spread out over five or six schools, you know, through the trauma that they're facing, and it's still not enough right now. So we have to we have to invest more, and we don't invest more, it's gonna continue to happen. We have to invest more in our young people, yes, and our seniors. Uh, we have to educate and engage our seniors more. They have a big part to play. Our seniors are our number one voting demographic. Mm-hmm. And they have to be engaged more about what's going on, how to protect themselves, what they need to do to protect themselves, uh, and how we can protect them more. You know, if they just go in the house and they're afraid to open their doors, then we don't know how to help them. So it's that piece. So it's a number of different pieces um, for my public safety plan. Also, you know, I would like to a- actually, you know, I've been telling people, it's something that I came up with that's called Protect the Class Initiative. And that Protect the Class Initiative means um, our young people, which is our children and our seniors, they are, to me, a protected class. They are our most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We have to do more to protect our young people and our seniors. And I would like to introduce ordinance that says, hey, it's just like outside of every school, it's just like um, they have those big yellow signs up that say, you know, uh, safe school zones or right. drug-free drug zone. If you get caught, it's one thing to sell drugs, right? But if you got caught selling drugs like 100 feet within the school, it was an additional penalty. Right. Well, I would like to introduce ordinance that says it's going to be an additional penalty if you hijack the scene. It's still a crime, and you're going to still be, you know, prosecuted with that. But we have to have things that's going to, you know, um, give an additional penalty. We have to do things that's going to make young people think twice. Right. You know, so I say it should be an additional penalty if you commit a crime against a young person. You know, we have to work, of course, with our district councils that's coming. We have to work with our law enforcement that exists. You know, we have to have that whole community peace, but we also have to have things in place that's going to make young people think twice while also providing them the resources that they need because it's one thing to preach to them and yell at them and talk to them, and they're going to say, but I don't have opportunity. Mm-hmm. So these are things I think that's going to have a great impact on public safety. Okay. I like that. Okay. Um, so another one, another question I had was, okay, 
So now we, let's talk about because you tell you covered schools, you covered improvement in schools, you covered how to engage the community, or do you feel like you covered how to engage the community? I the did. Question, it. I did. The cover question that. is: the question says, how can you engage the community and make them feel a part of the solution? Well, so let me say this. Um, the work of an alderman is not an easy job. You know, people think it's easy. You know, first of all, perception, you know, is in front of anything, you know. Mm -hmm. And the perception is people look at you as a leader, rightfully so, as if, like, almost that you can resolve anything. Or, like, no matter what happens, people are going to look at leadership. You know, so the alderman carries that. But, in fact, it's the community that really drives things. Mm -hmm. So as the alderman, if I want to be a successful alderman and any alderman that I think is considered a successful alderman, they found ways to engage the community. You have to find ways to engage the community. And you have to be creative. You have to reimagine. It's not just going and, you know, having giveaways. We have to have people that are active. So coming from the schools, coming working in schools the last 12 years, uh -huh. we incentivize everything. You know, if you got perfect attendance, you might could go to the zoo. Right. You know, if you do good on a spelling test, you know, you will get that piece of her certificate. Mm -hmm. We incentivize everything. So as, as a leader in city council, I say, listen, I would like to incentivize the organizing of block clubs. Okay. I would like to give an incentive. I would like to say if this block on that block or this block if you guys can come together and organize, I want to have an incentive for that. You know, um, I can't say today what that incentive would be, but just the idea and thought to say, hey, the money and resources is there. What are we doing with it? I want to incentivize block clubs forming because when you do that, now we are connective. Now we can connect this block with that block. Mm -hmm. Now we have an understanding of what's going on. And I've seen some great block clubs, but it's few and far between, not enough. Mm -hmm. We have to incentivize. And then, you know, you have some areas that say, well, we good over here, but they really not because what happens on one end impacts what happened on the other. So the number one job for me from day one uh, is not really going to be getting an ordinance passed. It's not any of that. It's going to be working in the community and connecting with the community and engaging with the community and letting them know that they have the say, they have the they have the power to hire and fire their leadership, but they have to feel involved. And I want them to know that anything that I do is participatory. Mm -hmm. From my budgeting, it's participatory. I want them to have a seat at the table. And when people feel like they have a seat at the table, then they're more likely to be active. Right. And that's what I want people to understand and know. When I see people, they don't, right now, uh, the Sixth Ward have about 33,000 active registered voters. And for municipal elections, only 10,000 on average come out. It's 23,000 people that are registered to vote that don't come out. And when you talk to them, it's because they feel like the game is set. They feel like it won't, but I want people to understand that they have to come out and be a part of what's going on. So that's a big part of my style and my form of leadership okay. is letting them know. It's not about me. I feel good when other people be a part of things. Right. You spoke um, strongly um, just a minute ago about seniors and about um, how you how you would um, put something, like put a play together for it to be, um, you know, like additional trouble or consequences for Hurting a senior, that type of thing. Protect, protected class initiative is what right. I call. If you ever hear anybody mention it, they stole it from me because okay. I don't know nobody. Protected class initiative. Okay. Protected class initiative. Okay. 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 Okay.
protect. I mean, it's just to me, it's common sense. I was mm -hmm. raised by my grand, my grand. Well, I, I won't say I was raised. I was partially raised. I grew up in the family building, mm -hmm. which was my grandfather building. He owned the six flat. My grandparents lived below me, mm -hmm. you know, so they was there every day. You know, they have a great, they, they played a big part of who I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, seniors play a big part in the family structure, right. you know, in the lives of, our, of everybody. You mm -hmm. know, uh, we, we have to do a better, you know, they are our elderly. You know, we all hope to become that senior one day. Correct. So we have to protect them. You know, um, they have a unique experience. Mm -hmm. uh, they have knowledge and wisdom beyond what we can even imagine so mm -hmm. you know they are at the top to me things are at the top and uh, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because they vote the most <laughs> they do but they also at the same time they're some of the most misinformed right you know because they don't be on social media they ain't opening their doors you know and I think you know uh, politics takes advantage of that you know mm -hmm. I'm not it so we have to have a great outreach we have to have them a part of the plan things are also some of uh, they are, they just, singers are unique. I love my singers, um, and I, I, I plan to be, you know, really engaged with my singers. Okay, and so, would you, what, what's your exact message to the singers today? If you had to address the singers in the sixth ward right now, what would you say to them? So, I'll, I'll, I'll start by saying this. I would not be running, you know, for Alderman if it wasn't for uh, the singers, just specifically even on my block. Uh, I think on my block, I'm probably the youngest homeowner. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, my right across from me, my seniors is right across from me. Uh, he worked for different elected officials. He's been on that block 43 years. Uh, he did different things in Chicago State. He worked for different congressmen and different people. I learned from him. The, my senior to my left, uh, She's in real estate, successful property owner. Mm -hmm. She's been on that block 45 years, the singer. Oh, wow. So they say, listen, you, we, we need you to come represent us. Mm -hmm. So A, I wouldn't be running if it wasn't for singers uh, as A. B, what I would say to the singers of the community is, you know, I value, you know, uh, the perspective that singers have. You know, um, I value, you know, uh, just... You know, to me, let me say this, and I don't want to sound like when you, anybody, you know, uh, even in my job professionally, I mm -hmm. give everybody respect from the janitor to the CEO. You know, mm -hmm. I look at everybody the same. But when you see somebody that's, you know, um, and, and I feel like I've been through a few things, but when you see somebody that's up in the age, I can just imagine what they've been through. Mm. You know, so that comes, that means something, you know, yeah. um, they, you know, they stood, I'm a person I share with people, you know, this kind of goes back to my wife. I've lost my mom and my father, you know, mm. um, unfortunately to uh, different ailments, you know, um, I lost my mom when I was 24, my mom passed from cancer and I carry that in a sense, not, it's a negative because you never want to lose somebody like that. But, um, it's part of my experience and helps shape who I am. But when you stood over a person that was that close to you, it gives you a different perspective of the life that you're living. And if I feel like I can have that perspective, then I know our seniors have a valuable one as well. Mm -hmm. So we have to, A, my number one message to them is we have to find ways to engage with them. Not just in regards to bingo, not just in regards to turkey giveaways for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We have to engage them in the solutions. You know, they have a valuable voice and they deserve a seat at the table. And how I do that, the number one thing that I, I feel like that we have to do is the same effort that we put into 
uh, engaging with seniors during election time is the same type of engagement that we have to have with our seniors throughout the war, throughout the duration. Mm -hmm. So if we're making touches, you know, okay, uh, and I mean, seniors, again, they don't have access to, you know, uh, digital and social media. So whether it's knocking on doors, mm -hmm. we have to have that same level of engagement with them. Okay. And that's that's what I plan to do um, as an um, elected official, as an alderman of the Sixth Ward. Mm -hmm. Um, so now I want to talk about business. I, I, it's two, two questions that came up with business. Mm -hmm. The first one was new, a uh, person wants to open a business. It's, it's, um, it's a vacancy mm -hmm. on the nine. Mm -hmm. And this person sees that there's a vacancy on 79th and they would like to open a business. What, as the alderman of Sixth Ward, are you, what can, what do you plan to do to get a new business to feel safe coming into, uh, coming into the Sixth Ward to, as a, to open up a new business? That's, 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 the, that's the key and that's, um... Again, that's why things are Or safe. comfortable, not just safe, but just, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but just comfortable in general. Like, not skip, just, we don't want them to skip over Six Ward and, and go to whatever, Oakland. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, again, uh, businesses are the backbone of communities. You know, small businesses, you know, keeping that dollar. I went into a restaurant yesterday, uh, just yesterday on 75th Street. And the guy who took my order lives on my block. He said, you running for alderman. And I, I you know, because sometimes, you know, we don't always recognize uh, people. That, oh, yeah, okay, I knocked on his door. So uh, incentivizing businesses to come um, to the Sixth War is they want one, one of the number one things I would like to do. And when I say incentivize, I want to use every tool um, that the office has um, to incentivize small businesses to come to the Sixth War. There are some amazing small businesses and businesses uh, that's currently in the Sixth Ward. But as a plan, you know, the plan that I would have is this. A, we have to utilize existing structures. You know, uh, when I say existing structures, I mean, we have nonprofits and elements that's in place on 79th Street that is there currently that help facilitate and grow businesses and bring them and attract them to the Sixth Ward. Mm -hmm. We have to pass out uh, the messaging of that. You know, um, and one of the things I, I feel is, as a professional, and I'm going to speak to that as a professional, a lot of things that go on in the Sixth Ward is sometimes, well, not just the Sixth Ward, but a lot of things that go on is doing times where working people aren't able to be involved. So we have to have things, we have to have opportunities for people to come and learn and be engaged during the evening hours. We have to have opportunities for people to come and learn and engage uh, during weekends right. so, you know so whether it's the chatham business association which exists you mm -hmm. know chamber of commerce these we have to have things doing times when just people aren't you know doing off times so that's that's a you know uh but education is key uh but also my next step in plan about attracting businesses to the sixth war is is also something that impacts quality of life we have to clean the war up Mm. We have to clean the ward up at the end of the day. You know, we have to make sure, you know, that we're having an approach towards, you know, blighted properties, mm -hmm. you know, and we have to use uh, all power of the office, 
you know, to fight to get, you know, to hold uh, property owners accountable, you know, to make sure that things are boarding up. And we have to reimagine, you know, uh, the existing structures just because something is, you know, uh, vacant right now, we have to reimagine what we can do with that. Mm -hmm. This is something that could be covered up that we can give opportunities to local artists. You now it's beautiful. So now the something that was, you know, a negative is now a positive and now it's more welcoming to somebody that wants to open up a business. I'm going to be quite honest with you. It's something I, I teach my daughter when I'm talking about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We could ride down 79th street and there's been a number of shuttered businesses but we can't just, this was somebody's dream. This is something that somebody probably, you know, had life savings and different things. So right. it's a lesson in that, you know, but also as that place currently exists, we have to reimagine what we can do with that. But we have to clean the water up. And again, that takes, again, the formation of those block clubs. Mm -hmm. That takes uh, having programs for our young people. Uh, that takes community. Right. And um, something that I did share, of course, I've been in education 11, 12 years now. Uh, I worked for the Postal Service for about three years. Mm -hmm. And I got an opportunity to go through the neighborhood in Logan Square. I got the opportunity to walk through those blocks in Jefferson Park and different communities. And I see how they handle their community. And they take a, a more active approach in the community. When something needs to be done, they don't just sit back. They complain. They take it to the right person. And we have to do the same thing. We can't just be saying things that don't mean things. We have to get up and be engaged and involved. You know, even with mail delivery, you know, at the end of the day, if we don't complain to the appropriate people, then we're going to continue to suffer in those areas. Mm -hmm. We can't just talk about it and, you know, type it on online. We have to call the appropriate people. We have to make complaints to the appropriate people. We People have to see and know that we care and that we're not just talking. And then we'll start seeing things differently. But cleaning up the ward is a big part of attracting and maintaining those small businesses. So every, every ounce of power that I have, as the alderman, I want to make sure that we keep a clean ward. You know, this is I, me, myself, my family, my son and my daughter. We went out with garbage can with our own resources and helped clean, you know, not just my block, but different areas of the community. From Inglewood, I've done that. From uh, 79th Street, we've done that. And it wasn't for attention or anything. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for pictures or anything. You know, we've done that. So we have to clean the ward up. We have to make sure that it looks you know, um, attract and then developers and small business, will, you know, could see that this is something they want to be a part of. I like that. Um, okay. I think we talked about the plan for improvement for schools. Mm -hmm. We talked about that. And so, um, my final question from the audience right. is, at the end of the day, why do you feel like you are the best candidate? Uh, for me, um, I think, you know, of course I'm biased towards myself, but, uh -huh. the, well, as a taxpayer, as a city resident, as someone that's been a part of this city, I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. Um, I've lived in a number of different communities, um, you know, from undergraduate years. Um, I lived right off campus in Auburn Gresham, my year at Chicago State. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up uh, on the west side. I've been a homeowner in Chatham almost 10 years. You know, um, I'm very in tune to things that impact me, you know. So as far as me wanting to be a leader in the community and an alderman, you know, I feel like the representation that I've had, you know, 
I feel like the representation that I have does not reflect what we could can have. That's mm -hmm. A. B, uh, when I look at the city council as a whole, I don't see anyone, I don't think it's anyone that exists that has the unique experience of working, you know, in the areas that I've worked in okay. or serving in the areas that I've served in. And that's for anyone who doesn't know, I've served and worked, you know, what I consider the trenches. You know, uh, I've worked with families. I've un I understand uniquely what that single mother feel like. I understand uniquely what that single father feel like. Mm -hmm. I understand uniquely what that young person is going through on a daily basis. And not only have I worked in that area, I've worked to problem solve, you know, um, in administration, you know, making administrative decisions. You know, also in that position, I've worked with outside organizations. You know, um, a big part of my job is going out to reach out, outreach, you know, whether it's being Catholic charities or breakthrough ministries or, Chatham, um, Greater Chatham Alliance or whatever that organization has been, we've worked, you know, I've served on a local school council, I've sat mm -hmm. in those packed meetings, you know, so this is the experience, you know, having those tough conversations, it's, it's not easy work, mm -hmm. you know, having those tough conversations, you know, um, people say, well, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, as an administration, we balance budgets, you know, it's a number of different things, but my investment, I feel, the biggest investment that we can make is in our people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they said, somebody told me, they said, uh, man, listen, the six world want a developer. And I said, I am a developer. I'm just a developer of young people, on, you know, at the end of the day. But that's the experience that I think is very unique, man. And if you don't have a person that understands the challenges that people face, if you don't have a person that understands, you know, uh, have an understanding of that, then it's just going to, you know, people going to say, oh, education, education. But do they really understand what MTSS is and how to improve education? They don't, you know, at the end of the day. So this is, and it's not just education, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it's all tied together. So I don't know of anybody that serves currently or anyone that's running in my race that has a unique um, experience of that. And I think uh, that's what I've been passionate about. And, and, and I'll continue to serve regardless, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, um, it's valuable. It's, it's a valuable uh, mindset. It's a valuable approach. It's a valuable. I would love to be able to stand, you know, um, in city council. It's people that say they are fighting for families, but, it, you know, that's something I've been doing for the last 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. And you have to have somebody to have that experience of doing so. Got it. So now I just want to kind of get to my, and then I'm, I'll let you go. I know you're a busy man. I just want to ask, I have, I have four questions, but I'll ask two. Sure. Um, through this experience, campaigning, mm -hmm. what have you learned about yourself? Um, but to be quite honest, you know, this was, um, you asked me, um, you know, did I see myself running for elected office? Uh, I never really did. Mm -hmm. um, but what I learned about myself is that I can do anything that I put my mind to um, at the end of the day. Um, sometimes as a person that I work with young people, I work with families, I work with, I don't want to keep saying young people, but I do, but I work with adults as well. Mm -hmm. I, I coach professionals. I work with professional educators, college educated. Mm -hmm. You know, I work with them as well. Um, what I've learned is that Sometimes you have to take your own advice. So some of the time out, like I'm that. observing, I'm problem solving, I'm doing things for other people. And I've learned 
sometimes I have to take my own advice. And that's something it takes you for, to be able to reflect. So in this life, it's like we only got, you know, people say life is short. We have to step up and be bold. You know, we have to step up and step out. And I think the powers that be, and a lot of people, they don't want to see as, as as, as much as you think people want you to be successful, it, it's just not one of those things, man. Mm -hmm. And if anything were happening, you have to step up and take it, you know, mm -hmm. again. So uh, as much as I would think that, you know, the city of Chicago would want to see, you know, an educated black man that's a father, that's a husband, that's, you know, you know, a professional, step up and be in leadership, to be quite honest, man, people don't want to see you coming uh, for whatever reason. So it's like you have to fight, you know, you have to fight. At the end of the day, so all it hasn't always been a, a, a positive experience. It's positive, but it, it, you don't get the best feeling. But you have to stay uh, passionate about the cause and the purpose that you have. So what I've learned is, is that you know anything we're having, you have to really fight for it. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to really fight for it. And I'm reminded. One of the reasons I continue to work, to be quite honest with you, is because I'm reminded every day that I go in while I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And to see the, the look on those kindergartners' face and the young people and just those mothers that say, hey, Mr. Briggs, whatever you need to do with my kid, you can do it because I trust you. That's what I'm doing it for. And that's mm -hmm. what I've learned. You know, we have to keep pushing. Okay. I can appreciate that. What is your advice to someone like you? So people always ask the question, what is, like, what would you advise a younger you? So I'm not asking that. What I'm asking is somebody is watching this video right now mm -hmm. and they aspire to do what you're doing right? or something similar. Right. What's your advice to them? Um, first thing I would tell them is before you get into all the, the different components and elements of things that can get confused and then maybe, you know, even discourage you. People have to understand and know that they, A, that they can. You can do it. You know, you could do what I'm doing and even go further than, you know, I, I could even imagine it going. They can. You know, uh, the game is set up and it's meant to kind of, you know, uh, make you feel like, like, oh, this is too much for me to do. And it's not. You know, uh, you could do it. That's A. You know, so I encourage anybody. A, a big part of me, another thing is about me is, you know, um, it's money in politics. So a lot of times when people learn things about politics, they're not just going to tell it to you for free because they can get paid in doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but just myself, anything that I know, you know, I've always kind of shared it with others, what, no matter what it's been about. So whether it's been about resources in the community, I share it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I want anybody that's under the sound of my voice, anybody that's listening to know, uh, you could do it. And I don't want to, it's like cliche is, you know, you hear, you can do anything, you put your mind to what you can. But I want anybody that's listening to me to know that, you know, it's, it's not easy. You you know, you have to be prepared. You have to study. You know, you have, you know, it's a lot of elements that come to it. I want to make things sound like it's just, you could just walk into it. Mm -hmm. um, anything worth having, you know, you have to fight for it and you have to educate yourself. You want to be articulate about issues. Um, but it's right there for you. You know, uh, we're going up in a time where uh, people are accessible. You know, you can send a, a, a DM to your favorite mm -hmm. celebrity, you right. know. Uh, but you know you got win the age of YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know you could you any candidate that's running or any candidate that ran in the past. You can go to the Chicago Tribune and you can look at their answers. You can look at what they said the last three elections. So you know how to answer a question. Mm -hmm. You know um, the the thing is so you just have to be confident. 
Uh, I say put God first, first and foremost, put God first. You know, uh, surround yourself with people that are have done it. You know, ask questions. I teach my, my daughter this. Number one thing, you know, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. You know, any man, whether it's Barack Obama, any man walking this earth, they put their pants on the same way me and you do. You know, nobody is a bit, you know, ask questions, you know, don't be afraid. Um, and that's one of the biggest lessons I took away from being around elected officials. I started, and they, they know different than, you know, I could do, you know. So I'm not taking away from what people do. It's some very brilliant, you know, it's some great leaders in this city. Uh, but I could be one of those leaders as well. Mm. And that's and, and anybody under the sound of my voice, they could be one of those leaders as well. So you just have to kind of know it. Mm. Okay. Very good. I want to thank you so, so very much, Mr. Briggs, for coming today to Battling with Brandy. Was this the first podcast you did? It's not. I got, I got a, um, I've done, um, I just did the Shaft podcast. They just okay. chopped it up. So that's coming out. Really excited about that. Okay. They laid it out. Um, so that's coming out. Um, I've done um, Unapologetic. I've okay. done uh, Reasonable Ignorance. So we got a few podcasts coming out. Okay. This 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 is the time. Um, right. I just did uh, Progressive Minds Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to blast that out. I just did that with um, Angie Mims. Uh, and I got a few other things. I'm, I'm actually headed over uh, for the dude WVON. I'm supposed to do, uh, I may be doing... A few other things, you know, okay. coming up. So, okay. it's what it's about, just getting the message in the word. They don't give us no time in these forums to answer questions. Yeah. So, you know, you what I'm doing is, you know, stuff. put it on my platform for anybody that's interested in knowing, you know, my thoughts that's lower than 30 seconds. Right. So, we'll put it out there. It won't be because the information wasn't there. Right. You know. Thank you so much again for coming. This was exciting um, and very informative. I appreciate you answering the questions thoroughly uh, today. And I can't wait until you come back as absolutely. the alderman. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, I want to say, like I said, man, people have to educate themselves. You know, uh, we have these elections right in the middle of wintertime. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, uh, you know, the, 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 the guess is, is that it's going to be a low voter turnout. And, you know, these are the people that really dictate and determine elements of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, they dictate and determine, you know, our property taxes and gas taxes and all these different elements that impact us and where our children can go to school at and what our schools have. You know, these are not things that we sh- could, should sit out. So we have to be more engaged. You know, we have to be more educated and we have to, you know, kind of feel, you know, more a part of what's going on. We can't allow the powers that be to just control our lives. We have mm-hmm. to take control of it. And that's one of the reasons I'm stepping up. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm stepping up and I'm stepping out and I continue to, whether it's a vote for me or somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel like people need to be engaged. And I'm going to tell people, hey, February 28th, you know, if you live in the sixth ward, if you got family members in the sixth ward, tell them punch 61 okay. because you punch for somebody that's, you know, going to have good character, integrity, that understands, you know, regular, you know, issues of our people. But at the end of the day, I say, just get out and be engaged, you know, but that's really what it is. You know, that's really what it is. Okay. I want to thank you as well for, you know, uh, giving me an opportunity to come out. Absolutely. You know, um, having a platform to get people, you know, small minutes. I watched you, Mm -hmm. you know, I encourage you to continue doing what you do. Thank you. And, uh, you know. I try. (laughs) Thank you guys so very much for listening and for watching. For you guys over there on live, thank you guys so much for tapping in. 
And until next time, thanks for babbling with me. Bye. That was good. Appreciate that. Ma, did you miss it? Oh, she got company. Okay, 47 minutes. We did good. Yeah, man. That's what's up. All right, you felt good about it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it's about, man. I'm finna go, give me something to eat. Yeah. I gotta get down here to the WN. And then I'm going, I didn't, I, I, I went through it, cause I've been off. Mm. 